Hey there, mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 58. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. On Tuesday, we geeked out on habits and how we can hack each part of a habit to help us stick to our routines. I've been working the most on hack number three, remembering to celebrate when I complete a habit so it can motivate me to keep going. And in the Facebook group, we are celebrating the progress of the amazing moms who are rocking it during this week's decluttering challenge. Want to join in the fun? Head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm, and I hope to see you on the inside. Also, a quick update about the giveaway for my birthday and the one year anniversary of the podcast. We have six lovely ladies who have entered, and there's still time for you to enter for your chance to win a decluttering book of your choice or a one hour decluttering session with me. Check out the show notes today with all the details on how to enter. Today's guest is someone I met in the blogging space who's taught me a lot about contentment and motherhood and how simplicity can be your sanity, especially with young kids. Molly Dongia and her husband, Mike, blog at This Evergreen Home, where they share their experience with living simply, intentionally, and relationally in this modern world. You can follow along by subscribing to their weekly newsletter, which I'll link in the show notes. Today, we are not only talking about having smoother mornings, even with four young kids at home, but also how to be the mom in the arena. You may be familiar with the man in the arena speech by Theodore Roosevelt, which I have linked in the show notes. It's about how the person who counts is not the critic, but the one who is in the arena doing the work. And doesn't that speak to motherhood? (laughs) At the end of our conversation today, I mentioned to Molly that I would like to write a mom in the arena speech instead. So here as a preview to our conversation is what I call the mom in the arena. It is not the critic who counts nor the mom who berates herself for stumbling, or who looks to Instagram to see where she, the doer of all the doing, could have done it better. The credit belongs to the same mom who is actually in the arena, whose shirt is stained by spit up and goldfish crumbs, who strives valiantly to be the mom she knows she is called to be, who yells at her kids, who comes up short again and again, who apologizes and makes it right and tries better the next day. Because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. There is no perfect mom. It is an illusion that traps us despite what we know in our heart of hearts to be true. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows the great enthusiasms of the laughter of a child in a moment of true connection? The great devotion we feel to the family entrusted to our care. Who spends herself in the most worthy of causes? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of being imperfectly devoted to the highest calling of all? And who at the worst when she fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that her place shall never be with the moms who let perfectionism prevent them from a victory of a life fully lived? I hope you enjoyed that. And what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen and let's dive into today's conversation with Molly Dungia. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. 
Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. Hey, Molly. Thank you so much for coming to chat with me on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I'm so happy to be talking to you today. Yeah. Thanks, Emily. Good to be here. Yeah. So you and I actually connected through blogging, which is kind of funny. (laughs) Now that I'm in this podcast space, I'm like, oh yeah, I used to only be a blogger. (laughs) So, um, which I think is really great because I love just connecting with like-minded people that also kind of have similar audiences and similar Mm -hmm. passions. And so it's been really great to connect with you in that way. And your, your life and family has changed quite a bit, I think, since we first started communicating. Yeah. Yeah. A few years ago. Yeah. It's grown by leaps and bounds. So I was hoping you could introduce yourself, tell us a little about you and your family and kind of how you spend your days, like what that looks like for you. Yeah, sure. So my name is Molly Dongia, and my husband, Mike, and I live in central Pennsylvania, and we have four kids. They are seven, five, three, and the youngest is eight months old. And in early 2021, Mike and I began our blog called This Evergreen Home, and we write about similar things that you talk about on here. So we write about living intentionally, um, so anywhere from establishing habits to decluttering and living with more focus and simplicity. So that's been a really fun thing for us to do together as it just encourages really good conversations between us and we um, can focus on topics that we're doing with parenting and marriage and just living intentionally and write about them too. Um, So other than that, I homeschool my kids. So that's been a really fun way to spend our days together. And then when I'm not homeschooling or writing for the blog or, you know, doing the other mom things like laundry and dishes and diapers. I like to spend time reading and traveling and doing anything outside and running. And do you know what? And forget baking delicious things. (laughs) I love baking sourdough bread. Yes. I would be like, like drooling, like try not to drool on my phone while I'm looking at your Instagram stuff. Oh my gosh. I'm like, have like, first of all, marriage goals, hashtag marriage goals, as I like to say, because I just, I love that you're able to connect with Mike in that way. And I was just talking a little earlier, you have very different writing styles, but you're able to really speak to so many areas in this simple and intentional living space. And I think that's just a wonderful way to connect with your husband. It's just so, you know, fantastic. And yes, someday, someday I will drive out to you and you can give me your sourdough bread if that's okay. (laughs) Um, or your pizza. Oh my gosh. I want to have some of the pizza you make. Oh. So I know, especially with the age range of your kids, as I like to say, you're in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are several examples of a time where you have felt overwhelmed. 
in your motherhood. It's like, oh, earlier today. Um, But (laughs) any of the examples that you would like to give as far as like when you realize that something needed to change and maybe that was, you know, habits, routines, maybe that was just something with living more intentionally in alignment with your family values, something like that. And you realize, okay, I can't do it this way anymore. Something needs to change. And then you actually made that change. Can you talk a little bit about one of those examples? Yes, definitely. So I definitely think that all moms can relate to this feeling of being overwhelmed to some degree in different seasons of life. And so one of the most recent ones for me was since we've had our fourth baby and the shift from going from three to four was definitely our most challenging not because of the baby himself, but just because of the degree of neediness and demands that the, the all four of them had in combination with each other. Uh, so prior to having him, I felt like I was in a pretty good rhythm as my kids were progressing past the toddler phase and onto a little bit more independence. And we were in a fairly consistent routine and I felt as if I was doing more thriving than just surviving. But then as we transitioned last summer to having our fourth, I felt as if a lot of the healthy routines that we worked so hard to establish were just now really hard to keep up with. So I'm not sure about you, but I'm definitely a morning person. And that's been something that has just really been a great habit for me since having kids. I could never stay in bed and have a child wake me up. It just didn't put me in a good mood. I didn't feel like I was off to a good start in the mornings. Um, so yes, mornings, I love the peace and quiet of waking up before everyone else, making my coffee and having my personal devotion and prayer time, getting myself ready. And if I can pull this off and get up about an hour before anyone else is out of bed, I just feel much more equipped and better prepared for, you know, whatever the day has in store. But several months ago, when our youngest was, um, just still a newborn, uh, these morning routines seemed very overwhelming and stressful. And I was feeling pretty tired just from being up several times at night. And it was kind of hit or miss if I was even able to get up before any of the kids were out of bed. And I wasn't able to, a lot of days, get my morning quiet time in. And then from there, the demands of breakfast and getting dressed, doing chores, rocking and feeding the baby, uh, while also trying to start our homeschool at a decent hour, just continued to pile up. And it just seemed very overwhelming. So I was trying to hold down these routines like we previously had, but just wasn't feeling very successful in them. I felt like I spent a good bit of our morning just feeling overwhelmed and meeting, trying to meet everyone's needs. But then as I looked around, I felt like there was always another item that needed to be added to the to-do list, something that needed to be cleaned up or another, another issue that a child had. And I wanted to be able to enjoy each season, um, especially uh, a season of having a new baby in our family but just felt like I couldn't quite keep up what I sh- with what I should be doing. So it was a lot of those expectations that I was putting on myself that were not healthy. So like many of the blog posts that Mike and I write, we continue to have conversations about what we are struggling with and what we can improve by um, instilling habits or changes or new routines. We like to talk about how we can Um, make the most out of our days and enjoy each season for what it brings because each season brings blessings and challenges. But this was hard for me to do because I was feeling so overwhelmed. And I, I, when you're in in the thick of it, it's hard to kind of pull yourself out. So 
I think when, when we are struggling, it's always helpful to have someone who you know and trust to kind of take a peek inside your life and make helpful suggestions of, um, of what, what insights could be, could be found. Um, so from there, we worked to see what my biggest pain points were in this season. And I determined it was our, it was our, our morning time. You know, I had to homeschool my kids. That was a priority. I also had to take care of the baby and my other kids. So we, we figured out some strategies um, and we made um, four changes in particular that have really helped. So I will share those four. So first, this is a very simple one, but I feel like it um, hold, only holds weight if you take it seriously. And that is making sleep a priority. And everyone knows that sleep is an essential thing for your health and wellness. Um, so I just had to decide if, you know, if I am getting up a few times with this baby, I just need to prioritize getting to bed a little bit earlier so that I can get up before the typical wake time of my kids. So it was just starting my night a little bit earlier so that I could have that time in the morning um, just to feel a little more, more prepared. The second was having a consistent plan for the first hour of the day. When I know what to expect, I can feel more equipped. And same with having, um, same with having a consistent plan for the kids too. When they get up, they knew we have breakfast, they start their chores. Shortly after that, we start our school rather than just, you know, digging out all the toys and, and starting their playtime. They had a consistent routine for the first hour of the day. And if we could get that under control and have a better routine with that, I felt like the rest of the morning just, it, it made it seem a lot more, more doable. The third one, which is a pretty big one, I had to ask for help. Um, that's a hard thing for me as a stay-at-home mom to do because I feel like if I have to express my need for help, it means that maybe I'm not able to handle my job in the way that I should be because, you know, we should be able to do it all, right? So I talked to my husband about what kind of, of things we could we could do during this morning time. And he saw that this was an area of overwhelm for me and offered to rearrange his schedule just a little bit because he works from home. So he has a little bit more flexibility. So since then he has taken over breakfast and getting and getting the kids ready in the morning, the older three, while I get the baby up and ready. And I would say this change alone, just that little half hour chunk where he is able to focus on the kids has allowed me to go from feeling pretty overwhelmed each morning to actually enjoying our morning time together. So asking for help is, I love when people ask me for help. I feel honored when they do. So I need to release that, that degree of control and be okay with expressing my lack of being able to do it all and see how someone can reach in and help me too. And then the last change we made was our kids' chore routine. So they've done chores since they were about three years old but shifting the expectations and making them more manageable and also creating um, a new incentivized system that is motivational. They were, these were the changes that we made that have really re helped to reduce the amount of times that I've had to keep reminding them to keep doing their chores or staying focused. So the expectations are a lot more clear and tangible. And now adding to this, now that my older kids are seven and five, they are capable of doing more than just putting their shoes away or picking up a few toys. So we have taught them how to do jobs that are actually very helpful for me. 
So my daughter now empties the dishwasher every morning. And that alone has been a huge help for me. I felt like there was such a backup between me coming out, having to start school, but the dishwasher was still full of clean dishes. And then the breakfast dishes were piling up. So just teaching them how to do things that are actually beneficial and helpful and how they can contribute to um, helping with our, with our household chores. So yeah, I know chores are for everyone, but creating ones that are beneficial and helpful and realistic have made a really big difference for us. So yes, I feel like our mornings, we've been doing this for about maybe four months now. And I will say they have gone so much smoother now that I can um, work on ask for help and creating a, a routine for the first hour of our day and just prioritizing those things have just made it seem a lot less overwhelming. Wow. So much good stuff. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, definitely have been in seasons where a routine was working until it wasn't. Right. It's, <laughs> and, it always needs to be reevaluated because kids are always changing and growing and yeah. And so it's kind of like, okay. And I love the fact when you were talking about how, when you're in it, it's so hard for you to be able to see how to even approach it or how to solve it. So I'm glad that you were able to sort of take that step back and then actually be able to say, okay, what are the biggest pain points? Like what is sort of the root cause of some of this feeling of overwhelm or what have you? And I, and similarly, I, if I am not kind of ready when the kids are up Uh and I don't have that feeling of like, okay, this is the day's kind of going off to a good start. Then I can often feel resentful. I can feel like, okay, this is like my time. I don't even require that much time to get ready. And now I can't even like my time is like being hijacked and it's not like a good, yeah, it's not a good way to start your day. It's not the way you want to feel about your kids that they are hijacking things. Uh, So yeah, that has been really huge for me. Again, asking for help from my husband who also works from home and just saying like, Hey, this is not, this is not working for me. And this is, you know, the help I need from you so that everything can run smoother. And I am in awe of your uh, delegation skills. (laughs) Because yeah, my oldest now granted he on uh, coming up here, he broke his collarbone recently. And so he's a little limited in some of the things he can do, but once that has healed fully, I don't know why, I guess it's because I have this like fear of them breaking dishes or I don't know what it is, but I, I really talking to you talking to other moms who have embraced this delegation of tasks and chores and so forth, I feel even more convicted to do that because it's so important, not just to get stuff off our plate, which in and of itself is important, but also we're trying to help these kids launch eventually into Mm -hmm. the world to be part of a household of their own someday. And so I think that that's really amazing. And I know that everyone's ears perk up when they're like, oh, wait, <laughs> she has her kids doing chores and you successfully know, I would say that about the dishwasher. I have broken more dishes than my seven-year-old emptying the dishwasher. I don't know if it's just because I go too fast, but they have not, they have a little system. Sometimes they work together and combine their points that they earn. So it, it kind of teaches them um, to work together too, and to get done faster so that they can move on to something else if they help each other out. So 
Yeah. yeah. And the other thing that I was kind of reminded of when you were talking about the routines that your kids are doing kind of in the morning and they know what to do. Similarly, we just have to say to our, now I have five and six and a half year old, but we say to them, okay, go upstairs and do your routine. Uh-huh. And they know what that means, right. right? They like understand the steps that they go and they're pretty independent now. And so I think that that's helpful because even at that young age, they can understand what a routine entails. And, you know, before you play with the Legos, you yeah. have to be completing exactly. the most important things that allow us to be prepared for that day. So that's just really, I guess, affirming Mm -hmm. to hear that and that that's working for you and your family. And I guess that I'm trying to think what direction to go because there's so many ways to go (laughs) from what you're talking about. But I guess in addition to what we just talked about, any kind of like simplifying strategies that have really kind of helped you with the transitions of okay, we're getting ready. We're doing homeschool. You know, we're doing all of the things. Is there any, anything else that has made it just simpler and smoother for you during the day? Yeah. So in addition to them doing these chores, um, the biggest thing for us, I've done various chore charts, but, um, it doesn't matter what kind of chore chart you do, but you have to make it visual because I have, most of my kids are non-readers right now. I just have little picture icons so that they come over and it, it helps to keep them accountable because I could say, have you done all your chores? And they could they could think, oh yeah, yeah, I did. But did they actually do all of them? And they have to check it off the chart. It's, it's laminated, it's on our fridge with a whiteboard marker. They have to check it off and they can just go through it. So it helps to keep them on track and focused so that we're not just nagging them. We'll just, we'll, we'll say like, look at your chart. What do you have to do left? What do you have to do yet? And yeah, that keeps them moving. So yeah, after chores, we jump right into our school routine. And um, I do one-on-one time with each of them to do their schoolwork. And then about 10 o'clock, we meet up, we do our Bible lesson. I give them snack while we have the Bible lesson. So that they are busy munching and listening and sitting in one place. Yeah. And then from there, we, about 1130, we finish up with our schoolwork. And then after that, it's, you know, we, they get some free time to play. Um, We get outside. um, And then the afternoon we, uh, it's pretty, pretty routine too. The younger two take, take naps, the older two have quiet time. So yeah, we do. If you asked me any hour of the day, like, what would you be doing at 1030 in the morning? You know, it's pretty predictable because by now, we've gotten this routine down because otherwise I feel like the morning could get away, away from us. And, you know, it wouldn't be very productive with homeschooling, which is our priority right now. And I think that I was just talking to someone about this, the idea of routine. Sometimes people get turned off to it just thinking, oh, that means, you know, like it's boring, but I will Mm -hmm. say, especially when it comes to routines that are affecting kids, they really thrive with that predictability and knowing kind of what they're doing. Like we know what we're doing. They know what they're doing. And do you find that you've kind of found, I didn't prep you for this. So, (laughs) but have you found more freedom in sort of like being able to, you know, enjoy motherhood? I mean, that's, it's not easy ever, but Mm -hmm. we want to be able to enjoy it and not resent it. Do you feel like these routines have given you the freedom to really be able to, in some of these moments where you're like, okay, time to do the dishwasher again. And okay, now it's time to make the snacks again. And it is kind of like 
doing similar things day to day that you've been able to find joy, even yeah. though it's been very routine. Can you talk about that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah. So yeah, when you think about routines, you might think of like, oh, it's very robotic. It's very like set and planned and, you know, every day looks the same, but you know, as our, our, the different times that we do things, yes, they look the same, but every day is so different because we, um, I try to mix it up with, you know, a, a, you know, different snacks or different parks or different playgrounds that we go to. Um, sometimes we go hiking instead of going to a playground. So yeah, it's not, it's not all predictable, but I try to mix it up so that we are still enjoying our days together. And it's not the exact same every day, but we know that we will have time together. We will get time outside. We'll get some school time. We'll get family time. So all of those are consistent. And I think those are the building blocks of um, my, my children's lives. And keeping those the same and consistent just gives them security and safety. And um, then from there, we just get to mix it up by instilling different adventures into our day um, where we know that, you know, the time from like 1030 to 1230, we get to do something fun um, after we're done with our, our book work. So yeah, I think having a schedule is a great plan for any parent, whether you're homeschooling or not, just to ease up on the chaos that, that can happen when you have kids at home. But yeah, from there, just keeping it fun by um, having new experiences and um, just shared experiences together. Yeah. And I think, like you said, you know, you could know, okay, this is the time of the day we're usually spending outside and it can be so many different places and then just being able to explore. So you're able to kind of have that novelty, even right. though it's sort of a similar activity. And, you know, for the moms who are listening, most of whom are uh, overwhelmed, which is why they're listening. <laughs> And they're like, I am just tired all the time and just exhausted. And it's so hard to find kind of the the light and the joy in all of this when it just kind of feels really, you know, heavy or the mundane things that we just are like, I can't look at another pile of laundry again <laughs> in my whole life. And you are, you know, like, again, like I've said, you're in the thick of it and you're going to be with the eight month old, you're going to be in the thick of it for a while. Right. So how have you been able to kind of shift your mindset in those moments to be able to find some of that rediscovering some of the joy in motherhood? Cause I'm sure it's not unicorns and rainbows all the time, unless oh, yeah. you're like a unicorn <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, that's another good question. And I have thought about that a lot since um, since I had my first child about seven years ago and haven't always done the best job with enjoying each season for what it is uh, because, you know, there's always messes to clean up and laundry to do. And sometimes it does seem day after day, like I have to do this again and again and again. But a quote that I heard many years ago, and I think I've included it in some blog posts and just have thought about it often, um, was from Theodore Roosevelt in The Man in the Arena. You probably heard it. And I think it's just such a beautiful description of the struggle of motherhood. So I did write it down here. He says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done the better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. And I think why that has resonated with me so much 
is because I feel like we as mothers are this man in the arena. And as mothers, as parents, we're faced with the opportunity every day to raise our children. And each morning we get to rise and enter this arena again and again and again. And we might have ambitions or ideals and ways we desire to raise our children, but many times these ideals aren't successful or they don't turn out the way we thought they would, or they take longer to overcome than we thought. So it's constantly a throwing yourselves back into the arena day after day. So what I really have been thinking about um, over the years is that we have this same arena of motherhood waiting for us. And as difficult as a certain season may be, we have the choice to make before entering that arena, how we are going to let it define us. Are we going to get up each day and try again when we may be feeling worn out from the previous day, we may be depleted, or are we going to let the struggle shape what the season will be remembered by and therefore giving into overwhelm and stress or whatever emotion it may be. So it is hard to wrap that question of how to find joy and contentment in the everyday mundane moments of motherhood into a nice neat bow. But I would say that allowing yourselves to start fresh each day without holding on to resentment or unrealistic expectations is always a good way to start. Yeah, you have inspired me. I am going to write something called the mom in the arena. (laughs) And instead of dirt and sweat and blood, it's going to be like spit up and goldfish crumbs and something. Yeah. So stay tuned, stay tuned. I'm going to write that. And I'm sure that all the moms will be like, oh yeah, that's it. And that's true. Yeah. We have to make that choice. And all the more reason if you're able to, even if it's like a five, 10 minute before the kids get up, that is your like getting your game face on, right. To like go into that arena and to do it uh, the way that you want to, the way that you want to be showing up, you know, as a mom. And that's always our hope that we can show up for our families, the way that we, that we want to, and having, like you said, more realistic expectations about, about what that looks like. So yes. yes. Okay. Mom in the arena coming soon. (laughs) Okay. Well, I, I'm just floored. We just like got through so much good stuff together and I just really appreciate your time and also your wisdom. Uh, and I was hoping you could share just how listeners can connect with you and about the, the blog and newsletter and all the things. So tell us all the things. Yes. So my husband and I post a new blog post each week. We are at thisevergreenhome.com. Um, so you can find us there. Uh, we both write for it. So we're pretty active. Um, you can find me on Instagram as well. I'm more active in different seasons of life, but um, it's kind of a more of a behind the scenes peak of our life um, on Instagram. Yeah. And that is at this evergreen home um, on Instagram as well. Wonderful. And I'll link to all that, of course, in the show notes. So thank you so much, Molly. It's been really a pleasure speaking to you and I wish you all the best as you go into the arena every day, as will I. Thank you. You too. It's great chatting with you. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact. But 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.